Hello and welcome to the New Model Advisor podcast. I'm Laura Perkis, a reporter here at New Model Advisor, and I'm joined today by Chanel Pattinson, a financial advisor at P&P Invest, who is here to talk to me about the return of industry events and what that means for women, as well as her plan to support more young women considering a career in financial planning. Hi Chanel, how are you? Hi, yes, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you for asking. I'm, you know, confident. Good. For anyone that doesn't know Chanel, she is currently working towards her level six advanced diploma in financial planning with the goal of becoming a chartered financial advisor. And she's an active member of the Next Gen Planners community where she hosts her own show, The Big Breakfast Show on Fridays. But you can probably introduce yourself better than me, Chanel. So to begin with, could you tell us a bit about how you got into financial planning and your journey so far? Absolutely. So it wasn't something that I planned, which I think most people say. Um, My dad has been a financial advisor my whole life and back when I was younger, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. However, I tried out a few different things and they weren't really for me and they didn't make me happy. So my dad said, let's just give an exam a go, just try something. So I I took an exam, Um, I took RO1 and that went well and I passed and I thought, oh, you know what, maybe maybe I like this, maybe this is for me. So I carried on and by chance I um, met a lady who worked at, it was Old Mutual back then, and I told her what I was studying and she was like, do you want a job? And at at this time I was working a completely random role in like Debenhams. She was like, do you want a job? And I was like, I would love a job. So I got a job at Old Mutual and then they were amazing. They supported me through um, my exams and I did their um, Old Mutual Financial Advisor School, I think I was one of the first cohorts. Um, I then went on to be a power planner for about three or four years. And then the beginning of last year, my dad finally agreed that he would hire me and he made me a trainee financial advisor at the beginning of last year. So all of last year was training and sitting in on, well, virtual meetings, which wasn't quite how I expected to be trained, but it was fine. Um, I spent a year doing that and then signed off as competent beginning of this year. So now I can start seeing clients as a financial, my, financial advisor myself. Brilliant. Well, congratulations. And I love that. That's such a niche story that you were offered a job in Devonlands. Oh, it, it couldn't be more coincidental. It was so random. Even the fact I mentioned what I was doing, I wouldn't normally say that I was I was studying financial services, but I did for some reason. And I think it was a bit of meant to be. So um, I know we've talked about this before, but I wanted to talk a bit today about the return of industry events, because that's obviously going to come around later this year. Um, I know we've we've you've told me this story already, but for the purpose of this podcast, can you tell us a bit about your first experience of going to an industry conference and what that was like? I can. So it was probably now about four or five years ago. So I perhaps wasn't in a financial advisor role, but I was like, let's see what this is all about. And um, CII run regular regional conferences. Um, so I went along to my first one, and um, I was just I was just shocked by. I'm not sure what I expected. I don't think I, I thought about it a particularly large amount, but when I got there, there was just, there was very few women and there was there was definitely no young women. And I just, the first thing it made me think was, it like, can I do this job? Like, there's mm-hmm. no other young women. So is this the job for me? And it just sort of, yeah, it made me question that. And I just thought, I'm never going to say anything whilst I'm sat here because, oh, I just don't want to in case I look stupid. So yeah, it was quite, it was quite overwhelming and, yeah, maybe it wasn't what I quite expected. Yeah, I think I had a very similar experience and it's it's just kind of it makes you feel shy even if you're not a very shy person, I think. 
absolutely like I felt like I was in the wrong place mm-hmm. and I felt like people probably were looking at me like I was in the wrong place and they probably weren't they like I'm sure there wasn't even really anyone thinking that but in my head I just thought oh you probably think I've, I've entered the wrong conference room and I should be next door doing something else so yeah it was yeah it was interesting <laughs> can you describe that feeling when you first walked into a crowded room at, at the conference what was that like just intimidated and just like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a massively confident person like my confidence is okay but I wouldn't normally feel intimidated when I walk into somewhere but I was just overwhelmed and intimidated definitely yeah super interesting so in your opinion what would have made that experience your first experience of going to a conference less intimidating or more comfortable for you um just a more like a range like of diversity younger women younger men just just like a real mix I think it was just purely for the fact that there was there was no one like me which sometimes it does feel silly when you say it out loud and in hindsight because I wasn't I didn't know much about the industry then now like some of the the best lessons I've learned the best advice I've listened to the best technical knowledge I've learned have all come from men it's, it's not about that it's just about the fact that it would have been nice and made me feel a bit more at ease if there were other younger financial advisors and younger female financial advisors, really. I think, yeah, my first experience, you kind of get sat down at these tables to eat lunch, don't you? And I was sat at a table and it was all men and I um, I felt stupid. As you said, it's yeah. like, isn't it? Because they didn't make me feel stupid, but I felt it. And they're normally the loveliest people because one of the things about financial advisors is like we should have good people skills and we can chat and and they and you can like I went to a conference last year before we we got locked down and there was two lovely guys next to me and we chatted away and and things like that it was just just would have been nice if there was another another woman at the table <laughs> yeah do you think it would have made you feel that you could talk more definitely Definitely. I read a book recently by um, Helena Morrissey about, um, it's called A Good Time to Be a Girl, and it's, it's really interesting. She was a fund really manager. Good. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? So, um, and she put something in there and that said, sort of like, if, if I am just surrounded with just men, I'm probably not going to say a lot, if anything. Whereas if there's just a couple of women, maybe I'll, I'll put my ideas out there and, and have a chat. And it, it does make you feel like that. And it's not them. It's, it's, it's me. Yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot too much here, but why, why do you think that is? I mean, what is it that you feel that, that makes you feel that shyness? <laughs> I don't know. I think it maybe all comes down to you don't want to look silly. Yeah. And maybe if there was some like another young lady on the table, I don't know, just would feel like there's less of a chance of feeling like that, really. And maybe I could be a bit more honest and a bit more forward. Don't get me wrong, once you've sat down, like, like this example um, last year, and I sat down next to these guys, like, I was fine. Like Once we got chatting, they were so lovely, and like, I was having a normal conversation. Though, and I wasn't sort of sat there in silence, but it's just the initial, oh, this, like, this is a bit scary kind of thing. Yeah, so we've obviously had a year off these industry events. Um, but we're expecting they'll start coming back in towards the end of this year. So what do you think you'd like to see from the, the organisers of these events that, that they could be doing going forward to make sure that everyone who attends them feels more comfortable? I did. I had a bit of a think about um, this sort of question. And um, 
I think maybe it's just, it sort of comes down to like getting the invitation out there more and kind of making sure that they do come and also like not necessarily just financial advisors. Like I think if they call up a firm and say, how about your power plans come along and like maybe some admin staff that are interested in in pursuing their career in financial advice, things like that, because I've sat sat at plenty of events where I thought this would be more like than applicable for a power planner because they would use this knowledge, they would find this um, interesting, the updates on the market are relevant, um, and just sort of going out that sure they're making sure that they do they do come really because I've probably maybe only gone because my dad's going and and he's been going for a long time and his business partner when I was working at other firms. Um, no one really asked if we wanted to go or the companies didn't contact us and I know it's probably a massive task to go out and contact all these people but I do I think it would be a good exercise and and it would be good for the events it would be good for making it a bit more like just a range of people and the thing is when you add in more young females or just young people it's just about it just brings another another opinion another way of looking at things and it it's not about there being less men at all. It's just about maybe I'll see something differently to somebody else and just getting a, a mix of views in there and a mix of sort of comments on what, what they're talking about, really. So I think that would be a good thing going forward. And even going to, like, um, schools and, and colleges, I know that is pretty, like, they don't really know a lot, perhaps, at this point. But, like, if a couple of um, people straight out of college came along and got a feel for what it was like, it might get it might get some more people into the industry yeah so not just a diversity of the people themselves but diversity Mm -hmm. of roles yeah absolutely so you are passionate I would say about helping more young women get into the profession which is you know coming across now but some people might not know that you started a group within next gen planners for women under 30 uh, aiming to support them going into their career in financial planning or even if they're just considering it Uh, so people who haven't necessarily gone into the profession yet which is great but why did you feel like you needed to set up that group yeah absolutely so it all came really from probably that first conference like walking in and being a bit like wow this is not kind of what I expected and I think that feeling of like can I do this job because there's no one like me and I also know that from sitting in um other roles as like power planner or admin that um it's difficult if the only advisors you're looking at or the majority of the advisors you're looking at are male, maybe you don't immediately think, oh, I could do that job. And often I found personally that companies don't always say, right, what do you want to do? Do you want to be an advisor? Like, what can we do to help you become an advisor? And I just wanted, when I was back in that position, I and I did actually reach out to a couple of women and say, like, oh, you're, you're young female financial planners, like, can, can you tell me I can do it kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And just, can you chat to me, like, tell me about what you're doing and stuff like that? And over the last few years, it's something that I've always thought about, but it was just sort of an idea in my head and I didn't really know where to go with it and, and what it could be. And Next Generation have been amazing and sort of a place to start it up at first and, and see what it can be. And it's we've created this group within Next Gen Planners and it is literally just to support you can ask questions you can maybe say would anyone be happy to have a chat with me who's maybe been a financial advisor for a couple of years I'm a power planner at the moment I'm not sure if it's what I want to do you can ask a question in there that you might think is silly and you don't really want a great big group to see it Mm -hmm. and we're going to run webinars sort of talking to different women in financial planning and the topics will be relevant for anyone so it'll be building confidence and what it's like to sit in front of your first client and whether you want to make that jump from power planner to advisor and 
just it's just for them to have something that they think, oh, I, I can do this. And something like going, hopefully, sort of looking into the future, maybe schools and colleges, because I know I haven't got any A-levels or a degree, and I love my job, and I don't feel like it's it's out there that people know it is a, a great career to do. And it is, if you sort of went to more people in colleges and said, look, this, this career is great, like, you could definitely do it. So I know a lot of people, including myself, when I think of a financial advisor, I do think of, of an older male. It just, because that is the majority of the financial advisors and they're brilliant, but I just want young women to think, oh, okay, maybe I could do that. I'll join this group and, and listen to what it's like and, and maybe I could do it as a career. Absolutely. You've just um, said yourself you hadn't really heard of it as a profession. I think last year I went to a next-gen conference at Manchester University and all the students there that had attended had never heard of it before. And, yeah, it's just getting it out there, isn't it? Absolutely. You've just talked a bit about this, but you've said a lot of women in support roles at advice firms aren't really offered the opportunity to pursue the exams or they're not encouraged to do it by other people in the firm. And that creates a bit of a divide um of the the support staff and the admin staff and the advisors so why do you think it's important for you know financial planners to be offering all of their staff the opportunity to do these exams even if even if maybe they don't want to like at least being offered the chance definitely well i think to start with is even it's even beneficial in the roles they are in now so i know that when i've done admin you just you just do stuff and you don't really think what you don't think about what it means or you don't you don't know what it means so when you have a little bit of knowledge behind you it really helps with your role like even in admin having the basics and maybe doing one exam that maybe covers the board I think definitely helps personally and then when you move into power planning I think it's really important like they should put you through your exams and because you do you need that knowledge and being a power planner is a very technical role most of the time and yeah I just don't feel like from personal experience I'm sure there's companies out there and Old Mutual when I was there were amazing for putting me through my exams and and they had they knew I wasn't going to be a financial advisor there so for them there was nothing in it for them they were just building me up as a as a person but going forward I think if just companies it's also making the most out of the person they got like if they turn around and said do you, do you fancy being a financial advisor? Do you fancy being a power planner? What can we do to help? They then don't have to outsource either. They can have someone right from being an admin staff all the way up to being a financial advisor. And it, and they've kept it all in-house and they've developed that person and, and they're doing really well. It's Yeah, it's just something I think would be would be good for more companies to, to get involved in and, and look for advisors in-house, I think. So I don't think that's done very often, to be honest. And why do you think that is? That's that seems it kind of seems like common sense, doesn't it, that you would just use your in-house staff? But absolutely, I think. Do you know what? I think a big part of it as well is that sometimes you have such great admin staff and power planners, they don't actually want to be lost as the True. roles they're in. Like I know I have definitely. I've been in a power planning role and said, "Oh, I, I want to be an advisor. I want to. I want to do more." And, and they're like, "Oh, you're a good power planner," and like it's hard to come by. And I'm like, "Okay, but I want to take the next step." And and I do also get that because power planners are hard to come by. So I can understand they don't necessarily want to lose you from that role. But yeah, apart from that, I, I don't know. But I do do genuinely feel a lot of companies do outsource and, and go outside and find advisors rather than taking them from within. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to a young a young woman now who was considering going to financial planning and didn't know anything about the industry or the profession, sorry? I would say 
Firstly, you can do it. That sounds a bit, a bit cringy, but that is sometimes that was all I needed. It was I remember when I worked at Old Mutual and I was sort of toying with the idea of an advisor, and I spoke to my boss, and she just she actually wrote me a reference, and it was it was so nice. And she basically just said that she thought I could be an advisor and why she thought I could, and that counted for such a lot for me going forward. Like sometimes I do think you just need that person to tell you that you can do it. And I think in terms of like a woman in this role, like it's a great job. It's flexible. It's rewarding. It's it's such a great job. You can earn good money. And I think I just want to get it out there and let them know one they can do it, and two it's like a brilliant career. It's it's such a good job, and you're always learning, and you can pick and choose. Like if you think, oh, I want to, obviously you have to get your level four. But after that, it's like okay, yeah, maybe I will try and do chartered for me, or I I want to. I've got an interest in trust. So I'm going to take that exam. You can learn as much as you want and you build, not only have you got that technical side, you build the relationship with clients and it's brilliant. I just, I don't think it's out there enough that it's a great role and it's a great role for women. And I think the fact it is at the moment a male dominated industry, it's just, it's just because of the times. And I think going forward, hopefully that will change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to ask you this later, but I think I'll ask now then <laughs> it makes more sense. In 20 years say 20 years what does this profession look like in your mind (laughs) I think I think it'll be very different I think it will because I think if you would have asked me that same question maybe 18 months ago I think I would have said it would probably look quite similar but I think I've had my eyes opened in the last year to some of the people out there that are trying to make a change and and probably because I've actively been looking for it as well like before I probably didn't look for these people but now I am and now I'm looking for them and I found them there is like next generation for example like there is I think there's like something like 600 advisors in there and they're just all brilliant and they're some of them older some of them younger all different views opinions different types of people and I think it has to sort of go that gap go that way in the future and I think there's a lot more and um, there's like old mutual wealth and I think there's Schroeder are doing sort of financial advisor courses to bring in more younger financial advisors and and I think slowly it is starting to be out there as, as a great career to have I think there's there's more of a way to go I think we should be getting in there with universities and colleges and literally even schools and sort of pursue it that way but I think we are making slow steps and and 20 years is quite far away at this point so I hope and I think it will be quite different yeah it's quite long 10 years but um I mean you're also being the change you want to see which again sounds really cringy but you are by making this group definitely yeah no I, I totally agree it's one of those things like I said it was always in my head and I hadn't done anything about it so nothing is gonna change however I try to turn it into something and hopefully even if I'd be happy even if I got a few young women over like 10 years who said you know what I'm, I'm gonna be a financial advisor like out of school or college or uni like that would make me happy because it, it's better than none yeah I know you can't really say this yet necessarily but what is your long-term vision for the group that you've created I think my long-term vision is that hopefully it'll be quite big I hopefully I see that it will there'll be a massive mix of things in there from existing young female financial planners who are already succeeding in their career and they can give advice to other women in there and also women in there that have just come out of school and college and just want to get a feel for what it's like and like I said also do events that cover things like building confidence and um, chatting to clients and the difference between roles and yeah I do see I do see it being quite big I hope. <laughs>
Fingers crossed, sure it will be. I have all the you know. Um, I want to ask you a question from the perspective of myself as a journalist. Um, how do you think the trade press could improve its coverage of diversity and also help help in this mission that you're on to um to make the profession more diverse? Definitely. I think to be fair, what I've especially from CityWire slash New Model Advisor, I do they are great, <laughs> I do think. They are brilliant for covering everything and anything and being diverse and, and putting things out there. And I probably don't read a whole lot of other sort of trade press, to be honest, because I feel like <laughs> I know it sounds like I prepared this and really biased, but I'm not. Honestly, it's just that you guys cover so much and that kind of everything you would want to see. Okay. So in my eyes, what I have seen recently and in the last year, I think is great. There's, I'm sure there's always more that can be done. And just things like, hopefully if this group goes well, just getting it out there more. Do you know, know, like making people aware that this is an option and you can, you can join a group and you can have a chat. But in general, I think they are doing quite well, to be fair. Great. Well, thank you. <laughs> I was expecting a barrage of abuse. That's great. So, um, just want to sort of check in on your your role now. So, obviously, you've been in the sort of profession for a couple of years. In that short time, do you feel like attitudes have changed, or do you feel like your attitude has changed towards the profession as well? Um, yeah, a, a bit of both, really. Like, like I said, I think the fact I found Next Generation and my eyes have been opened to that, I think that sort of changed my mindset and made me feel like there is sort of more like-minded people out there and things like that. And and also, like I said, like most of the, the people I work with now or have worked with, I've still been taught so many lessons and so much knowledge and, and they've got so much experience and they're brilliant. I probably do want it to change a bit more going forward. I would just want their, one of the main things for me is I just really want to, this to be seen as a great career and get it out there to people. And I think that would be a really great change to make. And I think also getting like companies involved and I've already had like a few messages from um, different companies that I've worked with, with in the past who have said, look, just read a little bit about your group. I think this actually would be good to sort of channel through our admin staff and and things like that and something they can get involved with, which would be great. And I feel like if companies did that, yeah, I think that would, if I had that, if I put myself back three, four years ago and I was in an admin power planning role, if someone had sent that out to me, I'd be like, great. Like, I would have loved that. And for all different reasons, finding, easily finding people to talk to, to knowing a bit more about what my future career could look like. I just think, and maybe sometimes just giving them sort of like the kick they need to think, oh, I'm just going to give it a go. I'm just going to take that first exam because it is hard. I think when you're in a role and you're you're doing well and you're comfortable, you sort of quite often, and I've done it myself, you just carry on, don't you? Because it, it's working and, and it, you maybe need reminding that what you could be, like my career from five years ago till now is completely different. Like I've yeah. taken so many steps and I'm in a completely different role. And in the grand scheme of things, five years isn't that long. If you know what I mean, it's, it's quite a short amount of time and like yeah. so many things have changed and that's totally possible for anybody that wants to do that. As long as you put effort in and you're willing to get it a go, I think that's that's completely possible for anyone. And even if you're in a company that at the moment isn't maybe letting you move on to that next step, just go somewhere else. Like it, it's totally possible, especially with like power planners, you're in high demand. Like when you go and find a different role is from experience, like not too difficult because there, there isn't many of us and 
they're very much wanted in a business and now I think they're very much valued in a business so yeah power planning sounds like the way to go <laughs> like, yeah well this this is a like a conversation that um is had quite a lot whether like what route you should take and a question I had the other day was why didn't you go straight into like a trainee financial advisor and I said back five years ago there wasn't really the option like a trainee financial advisor wasn't really a thing like it wasn't really a role so I kind of naturally fell into being admin and then being a power planner and now being a financial advisor but I think in hindsight that was great because I learned so much I I gained so much knowledge, I gained experience, and it meant that when I come into this role now as a financial advisor, not all the time, but most of the time I know what I'm doing because <laughs> I've kind of learned over the years. And I've also learned things that maybe I don't want to do as an advisor. So maybe advisors in the past who haven't given me great notes in my fact find, I've, I've kind of learned from their mistakes and I now make sure I do do good notes in my fact find so that power planners or admin know what's going on kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, so five years ago, you probably couldn't have foreseen that you were going to be a show host on a show with Next Gen, um, but here we are. So for anyone who doesn't know, could you tell us a bit about what the breakfast show is that you host? Yes, absolutely. So um, Next Gen are great. They've they're such a brilliant community, and personally, they have like built my confidence massively. And Adam, who runs Next Generation, he. We had before that we had a um a zoom i think it was every day and it was just sort of like everyone could come in in the morning join the zoom have a chat with people and it was kind of because we weren't getting out it was nice to see people's faces and have a chat so then adam said to me do you fancy doing a similar sort of thing but maybe a bit different a bit like a like a morning show a bit like um holly and what's his name you know who I mean yeah (laughs) so a bit like that kind of thing interview different people so I was like yeah that sounds great didn't realize it was gonna be live streamed to be fair I kind of thought it was just gonna be a zoom so that took me slightly by surprise but um I was like let's give it a go yeah exactly um so I was like let's give it a go and it's basically um our last one is this Friday we're gonna take a break but but we should be back and then the last three Fridays um myself and my co-host we just go on there and we have three different guests so we normally have a financial advisor slash planner and it's great to have a chat about what they're doing at the moment and then we go on to we've had like a, a life coach kind of guy we've had a marketing lady and they normally have a little bit in the middle we've had a um a guy who is a recruiter so he does careers and so he has some great tips so they have a little slot in the middle to talk about something relevant and give people some good tips and then finish off with another little segment at the end talking about something else so it's just quite nice on a friday morning it's quite fresh it's quite exciting you normally get something interesting out of it but yeah. it, no it's good especially as we're not going out as well it's nice to like i said see people's faces have a chat with with people it's good Absolutely. sounds very interesting and very helpful and i think everyone should listen to it <laughs> thank you <laughs> um Okay, well, I think we'll wrap up soon. But before we go, um, obviously 2020 and the start of this year actually have been pretty restrictive for most people. So what are your plans for the rest of the year or or next year, depending on when we get let out? (laughs) Well, I have to admit, top of my list is holiday. I just need a holiday. And I just want to go on so many holidays. But um, it's I'm trying to make a, a good out of a bad situation. Being in lockdown means that I can study for my exams and I don't have to cancel on any friends or families. I can just mm-hmm. plough out my studying. 
So that is good. So I'm hoping lockdown kind of finishes kind of in line with at least my first exam so I can get that done. And then just to be able to, I was saying to my other half the other day, just being able to sit next to somebody in a crowd is going to be amazing. At the moment, it's like you just can't even imagine, can you? Sort of like have to make sure you've got your gap. And so to be able to sit next to somebody in a crowd, I'm just even excited about that. I think you've got to make the most of the the little things. The little things. Um, Absolutely. Well, uh, good luck for your next exam, which I think is in April. I don't want to drop There's your heart keeping that secret. No, don't tell anyone that. (laughs) Well, good luck for whenever you decide to take that. Um, Thank you. I think we'll wrap up there. So thank you so much for speaking to me, Chanel. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have any thoughts about this podcast or you want to share anything with us, please get in touch via social media or email. You can find me on Twitter at Laura Perkis and you can find my email there. Otherwise, have a lovely rest of your day and thanks for listening. (laughs) 